Welcome to the Devi Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Network. I'm your host, Skip Newton, back from one week on the injured list. I'm still not 100%, but figure it's time to get back into the game or my head coach is going to find a better replacement for me because you can lose your job to injuries. That's someone who says that you can't is wrong. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Matt Cooper. Matt, good to be back in the saddle. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Seems like I'm doing a little better than you. So thanks for uh, powering through the injury there, man. It's good to have you back. Oh, man, it, the sickness was awful last week. And I, I honestly thought I was in the clear this week. I was like, all right, I'm I'm feeling better. You know, I, I tailgated, went to the Vikings game, good times. And then all of a sudden last night, it starts to hit me like just the sinuses are backing up and all the crap. And it's like, mm. oh, great. I don't what happened? This, you know, one step forward, two steps back. So yeah, hopefully this will be, this will be over soon. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get into the topic though, of today's show buys and sells um, in the, in the question section at the end. But of course we got some players to discuss first, but before we get into that, I want to talk about the ridiculous value of being a rookie big board patron. Rookie Big Board patrons have access to the Dynasty Plus Devi Big Board and Consensus Crew Rankings, the 2024 Rookie Big Board, 2023 Seasonal Projections, and full access to the RBB Discord. You can join our growing community at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard for just $5 a month or save 15% with an annual subscription. That is cheaper than getting your getting your car oil change these days just a simple oil change costs you more it's kind of crazy how that's gone up recently so you really got to join us it, it's a fun it's a fun group to be a part of the discord's awesome so step in and enjoy the the dialogue with all of us and it really is a fun community to be a part of all right getting into a repeat player that you guys Awesome show, by the way, covered last week. Jaden Daniels, quarterback, LSU. And he, your timing couldn't have been better because, <laughs> right. man, did he ball out <laughs> last Saturday. Absolutely, man. And it, that's why I felt like we had to put him on the show. It's like, man, we just said to tout, we just touted to buy him last week. And then he goes off for like a career day, video game numbers. What was it? 300 yards passing, 200 yards rushing with multiple touchdowns in each department. Just insane. And his draft stock is soaring. So I hope you listened to the show last week. I hope you bought. Uh, Skip, tell them about your trade that you made for Jaden Daniels after listening to last week's show. Yeah, listen to the show. We were talking in our you know Rookie Big Board crew channel there and just said, you know what? I, I'm going to see if I can find any of my leagues where he's there and would it make sense for the guy to trade him? Of course, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even try in a campus to Canton league. If, if the team already has him or is in the playoffs, cause there's no way you're trading him if you're in the playoffs. But right. I had one league where my team is a complete and total rebuild. I took over an orphan and it, it's just a, it's just a, a trash team. And a guy had offered me Keaton Slovis for Gus Edwards. And of course, I, I don't want Slovis at all. And yeah. I'm perfectly fine trading Gus Edwards. But because he showed interest, it's like, all right, I'll check out his roster and see if I can make a counter. And my initial counter before last week's show was for uh, Emeka Egbuka. And 
I didn't think he'd go for ambitious. it, but he, he didn't <laughs> he didn't decline it yet. So I don't know if he just didn't see it or whatever. But after the show, I, I look back and he happened to also have Jane Daniels. And so I just I didn't I didn't re I didn't rescind the previous offer. I just threw out Gus Edwards for Daniels and he accepted fairly quickly. I mean, it did not take more than a couple hours. I was like, Hey, I picked up a share. So yeah, I I think that's awesome. I mean, you basically traded a third round pick for a guy that uh, is trending towards it. The hype just continues to build every week. The broadcasters are talking about him being a top five pick. I think he's climbed into a lot of people's top three quarterbacks in the class and so at the end of the day, if, if this guy gets the draft capital, you might have just pulled off like an Anthony Richardson for Gus Edwards move, which is the upside is worth the swing. And and Matt Hicks did something similar. He said he sent Jerome Ford and he got Jaden Daniels and Michael Pratt. So last week was the time to buy. I think, you know, his price has probably gone up after this ridiculous performance this weekend. So um, still Throw out some inquiries, see if people are still selling him. But I think last week might have been the window. So anyway, we had we had to revisit that because you know we all talked about it. A couple of you guys got some deals done. Unfortunately, none of my Debbie leagues, Jaden Daniels wasn't rostered in a single one of them. So he'll be in the depleted draft and could end up being the 101 in the depleted draft. We'll see. But great deals that you and Hicks got done. So yeah. Yeah. Out, out to shout out to the listeners. Keep trying to get him. I, I think he, he's not at peak value. I think he's going to continue to increase. So mm-hmm. it's not, you're not buying, you know, at the absolute floor, of course not, but you're yeah. still buying before he gets even more expensive. I, I would mm-hmm. make the move. And I, I think he's going to, he's going to show everything at the combine that the physical traits that mm-hmm. teams are liking. And mm-hmm. if, if, if what you're saying about the draft capital speak is true, you know, here I am thinking, man, he, he could easily be a first round pick. You're talking top five, 10. I mean, that's, that's huge. And we've Mm -hmm. seen it happen. I mean, Anthony Richardson was a, was a perfect example. So yeah, keep buying the next guy. That's an interesting player. And I'm glad that you brought him up uh, running back Blake Corum at Michigan. And we haven't talked about him a lot. And he's one of those just many running backs that it's like, no one is really stepping up to be the obvious number one. I mean, we all have opinions on who we think the top running back is, but boy, this class has really been a difficult one because the guys that we were getting excited about, you know, they either had injuries or they had bad seasons. You know, we're finally getting Travion Henderson back looking like the stud we thought he was. You know, everyone's starting to get excited about the, the awesome season Jonathan Brooks has, and then he gets injured. Where where do you stand on Blake Corum? Yeah, I think Blake Corum is, has been underrated for a long time. Um, and I think maybe some of that is because he's five foot eight. And for being a small guy like that, I mean, he's got good short area quickness and some good burst through the hole to the second level, but he's not got great top speed. And so the athletic profile is not going to blow anybody away. And then on top of that, he doesn't have uh, a great receiving profile either. His best season pass catching wise was 2021. He was a sophomore. So this was multiple years ago. He caught 24 receptions for 141 yards and one touchdown. Pretty pedestrian numbers. 
And then last year it was only 11 catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, so even worse. And this year so far only 10 catches all season. And so I think it's fair to wonder, is that just because Donovan Edwards is there and there's somebody better in the role, or is it because Blake Corum can't do it? Um, and I don't really know the answer to that. Uh, so I think that there are some reasons for pause about him as a Debbie asset, but let's not forget the strengths either. I mean, he's, like I mentioned, he's really quick in short areas. He's got good burst. He's got very good contact balance because he's 5'8", but he's also like, Listed at 213 and might even be bigger than that when he gets to the combine. So he's rocked up. He bounces off of guys like a bowling ball. Reminds me uh, a little bit of a guy like Doug Martin, the muscle hamster. And uh, yeah, I think I think there's a lot to like about Blake Corum. And I think there are some things that limit his upside. So for me, he's not going to be someone that I'm going to go crazy over. And he's not going to be like my RB2 in the class probably, but he's he's going to be for sure top five, I think. And the production is there. I mean, last year he had almost 1,500 yards, 18 touchdowns. This year he's already got 800 yards just about and another 18 touchdowns. So, yeah, there's a lot to like about Blake Corum. I, we've hardly talked about him at all on the show, so I wanted to shout him out. He just keeps producing week after week after week. He seems like he's probably going to be locked in for day two draft capital. So uh, I think he's going to be someone that is going to contribute to your dynasty team. I don't know that he's ever going to be like an upside guy, but I think you could probably plug him in at some point in your dynasty team as an RB2 or a flex and feel pretty solid about it. Yeah, I, I think he's got he's got value. I, I'm I'm buying into Blake Corum more and more. And if if one of the top things you list as far as negatives about a guy is is top end speed, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. As right. long as the, the the short area burst and the the contact balance, you know, the shiftiness, that kind of stuff is there to where he can he can make plays either, you know, behind or at the line of scrimmage, or he knows how to to read the whole Mm-hmm. And and can get through it quickly and, and show that burst. Then then I'm I'm excited. I'd have to watch more of him catching passes to analyze that piece of his game. You know, can he? Mm-hmm. Is it one of those things where they just don't use him that way? But it doesn't mean he can't because that's very true of a lot of of running backs in college. It can be a really hard thing to assess. But yeah, he's he's got enough size where I you know you're not worried about him being super small, other than the fact that he's short. But I. I don't care as much about the the height as I do mm-hmm. the, the weight, but yeah, he, I, I just have this feeling he's going to be a good NFL running back. And if he is third or fourth round, depending on landing spot, I, I think I might end up with a lot of Blake Corum. I think he's going to be one of those guys where, where, where my pick comes up in the second round, he's going to look awfully attractive right there in, yeah. in rookie drafts in non Debbie league. So yeah, I, I like Corum another running back. This one's going deeper. You brought him up, and I'm going to let you just just talk about him. If people should should be paying attention, uh, running back Cody Schrader from Missouri. What are your thoughts yeah. on him? I was watching the Georgia Missouri game this weekend, or no, sorry, it was Tennessee Missouri. That Missouri played Georgia the week before last, but Cody Schrader he had over 200 yards rushing, over 100 yards receiving in the game, so over 300 total yards. Just absolutely dominated Tennessee. 
uh, it was impossible not to notice him. I mean, he was, he was the star of the game. And I was like, man, who is this guy? Like, I don't really know much about him, but he looks really good. He looks shifty. He's seeing the hole well. He's catching passes, which you love to see. Uh, and then they mentioned on the broadcast, this guy is the leading rusher in the SEC right now. I was like, what? I mean, this, it's not like he's leading the Mountain West, right? He's leading the SEC in rushing yards. That's a big deal. And so I looked into him. He was a D2 guy that just transferred into Missouri this year. He's draft eligible in 2024. And uh, and I'm really curious what the NFL is going to think about this guy. I obviously have a lot more studying to do because he kind of just came on my radar. Uh, right now, he probably profiles more like a day three type of guy. But I think at the end of the day, we're gonna he's going to be a guy that when draft season rolls around, for this 2024 class, I think he's someone that we are going to want to study and we're going to want to have an opinion on, and he's going to be a factor. How big of a factor? I don't know. Uh, but I think he's going to get drafted in rookie drafts this year, maybe more of a third or fourth round pick. Um, but So he's a guy that you want to get on your radar. I'm going to be studying more of the tape uh, to put up that kind of production in the SEC is impressive, to say the least. And he looked good uh, in the game that I watched this weekend. So. Cody Schrader, Missouri, keep an eye on him. I like it. All right, next guy, we got wide receiver Lad McConkey from Georgia, and he's starting to, to get more and more buzz, and it, it started really before the season started, and it feels like he's just continuously looked looked the part there. Where do you think he falls in the list of wide receivers in this 2024 rookie class? Because it's starting to look, once again, like a pretty good – pretty good rookie class at, at the wide receiver position. Yeah, it does look really loaded. And after the preseason hype, he actually started the year hurt. And so really just the last couple of weeks, he started to pick up steam again and look healthy. And he looked great in this one. Um, he was running some really crisp routes, stood out to me. I was very impressed. And I, I think <laughs> I'm really curious about the combine because I haven't watched enough of him. Um, the stereotype is going to be that he's unathletic because he's white. <laughs> Just call a spade a spade. And I, I don't know that he actually is unathletic. So I don't think he's got like Keon Coleman level athleticism, but I also don't know that he's like, I don't know, Kyle Phillips, right? <laughs> like Kyle Phillips was a pretty good technical route runner slot guy, but he just had no physical tools whatsoever. Um, so I think Ladd McConkie falls somewhere in the middle uh, of those two extremes. And, and I, I just, I liked the route running. So I think at the very least, he's going to be one of these guys that's going to land somewhere as an NFL slot receiver and be a little bit of a PPR hog, but he could be more. And he's somebody that I'm intrigued. I'm going to be paying more attention to. Um, I don't even know off the top of my head, his height and weight, but, uh, I think for me in, in terms of where he'll slot in, in the class, Probably behind, I mean, there's six or seven really good guys at the top that it's hard to put him ahead of. Like, I mean, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr., you've got Neighbors, Abuka, we love Troy Franklin, um, Odunze, Keon Coleman. Like, it's going to be hard to put him above any of those guys. But if he's, if that's, if this guy's your tier two and he's somebody that you can get in like the third round, of your rookie draft, I think he's going to present some pretty good value. Um, so I'm excited, you know, when 
when we really get into rookie season and we get all the all 22 tape to just start di diving into all of these guys, I'm going to be really curious where he stacks up for me in this loaded wide receiver class. Yeah. Lad McConkey coming in about six feet, 185. So he's got just enough size, right? He's, he's yeah. not, he's not super tall, but he's definitely not too short, you know, good, good weight. So nothing to worry about there. You know, just a three-star prospect, but I think at this point you can kind of throw that out the window. He's proven it at a major Power Five school, so doing doing everything he needs to do to put himself in a good position come the off season, getting ready for the draft. His teammate, tight end Brock Bowers. We don't need to really expand a whole lot on him, except right. that he's back, he's healthy, which is what we all wanted to see. Yep, and he's he's easily tight end one, and it's not even close. Mm -hmm. So. Good to see there. I don't know if you have anything more to talk about as far as Bowers goes. No, he looked good. He looked healthy. That was my note. It's like we already know who he is. He's a generational tight end prospect. Um, but it was good to see him come back from that ankle injury and look healthy. And I, you know, I saw him make one really sharp cut to break a defender's ankles after the catch. And it was like, man, that's Brock Bowers. He's back. So just was encouraged to see that and, and made a note of it here for the sheet. So. Yeah, and the one thing we got to remember, historically, you have to be patient with tight ends. They don't come into the NFL and typically produce from a fantasy perspective right away. Laporta and Kincaid now both are are proving that to be not always true. They're both very mm -hmm. good tight ends this season. And, you know, once, once Atlanta fires their head coach, they'll probably start using Pitts more. They might use this. There's this running back they've got. Um, you, perhaps you've heard of him, Bijan Robinson. He's supposed to be pretty talented. He they might actually start week this week. Yeah, might start giving him the the ball more than than the guy bit. that they've got as the number one touch guy. But you know, it's it's one of those things where if if Bowers gets the the draft pos position that we expect, where he's I mean, he could be top ten overall. Mm -hmm. You just you have to assume they're going to use him. Because why would they spend that kind of draft capital on a tight end if they're not going to use them? And I think, right? I think that's teams are starting to to get away from what we've seen historically, and maybe it's because this class is really good. But I still think it's man, it's the top talent. They're gonna they're gonna utilize them because otherwise, mm -hmm. what's the point? And so offenses are just a little more open, I think, to to doing that nowadays than they used to be. Yeah. So if anybody gave you advice to fade. Uh... Kincaid and Laporta in your drafts because tight ends never produce early and you can just buy low on them later. Uh, obviously you got terrible advice. Um, you probably didn't hear it on this show. In fact, I'm certain that you didn't. Um, don't make that mistake with Brock Bowers. In fact, in a tight end premium league, uh, I think he has the potential to be such a difference maker at the position uh, that, and it's such a slim position, scarce position that I really think, you got to start considering him as high as 104. I mean, you're looking at Caleb May, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then I think it's a pretty tough decision between Bowers and Neighbors uh, for that fourth pick. So, yeah, this is a guy that you are going to want to get some shares of for sure. Yeah, I agree. Lo love Bowers as a prospect, and we have for many years now. We'll get to some mailbox questions and maybe a couple of trades in just a minute. Mm -hmm. First, I want to make sure you know that the Rookie Big Board is now partnered with Underdog Fantasy Football. This is the best app for fantasy contests. You can play pick'em contests for all sports and win three times your bet on a two-for-two two or more. They have free plays and discounts all the time, so be sure to check it out. 
you can join us by using the promo code RBB. It will get you a 100% match on your first deposit and help us grow. All right. One of the questions on the leftover from last week, which was an awesome episode again, who are your favorite buy low and sell high candidates? Matt, let's start. Give me your buy low guy. Yeah, so there's a number of guys that I could throw out. Um, There are some underrated guys in this draft class, like a Bucky Irving, for example. But I will go with a guy that is even cheaper than Bucky Irving at this point, or should be, Donovan Edwards. Um, People have kind of left him for dead, and for good reason. He's had a terrible season. Blake Corum, we thought it might be a 50-50 split, but Blake Corum has dominated the touches. When Donovan Edwards has gotten touches, he's looked pretty inefficient with them. Um, Although he has come on better the last few weeks, he's had a good last couple of weeks. I think the talent is still there, especially from a receiving standpoint. And the reason that I say to buy low on him is because I think there's a very good chance that he ends up uh, going to the 2025 draft class because if he came out this year with his profile, like I, that's not a guy that I'm super interested in. But if he comes back and he is the guy at Michigan next year, finally gets his chance in a really weak draft class, I think Donovan Edwards could be a guy that you could get for next to nothing right now that this time next year you're really, really happy that you made that move. Yep. I like that. I like that a lot. And I, I hope he does get a chance next year. If he stays to, to showcase his skills, as far as a, a sell high, I was, I was actually going to go with his teammate, JJ McCarthy, but I, I don't want, I don't want Hicks to yell at me, but <laughs> there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rumor that he could be the number three quarterback. And I, I'm just not sure about that. And if, if there's someone in your league that, that totally buys in, I think you can get your, your value now but as I was looking down the list of players, the the other guy that that's standing out, and I don't think his value is going to increase, is Notre Dame running back Audric Est- Estime. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's that that kind of running back that's going to flash in the NFL, and I, I think he's going to be one of just this massive amount of 2024 running backs that are all just making up huge numbers in tiers and they're not tier one and they're going to be, you know, a few guys in tier two and a bunch of guys in tier three and tier four. And I, I just, I feel like they're going to, they're going to all fall in the draft and it's not all that exciting. So while I'm picking out estimate at, at Notre Dame, I think honestly, it can be a lot of 2024 running backs. If you can get value for them now, get the value. Uh, Trey Benson starting to make some, some hay at Florida state. I'm still not excited about him. See, see what you. he can get. I think he's another candidate where he keeps throwing out, you know, good games. Man, take take your shot. Maybe you can just you can just take a win and, and move on. You know, see if you can invest in one of those wide receivers instead. That that's my recommendation. I just I'm not buying into the the running back class from a Debbie perspective, but it's also combined with the strategy on the NFL side where these guys get in there and they don't always get their shot but eventually they will if they're good enough. You know, for example, you know, we we were all or a lot of people were really high on Tank Bigsby at Jacksonville and he just hasn't done anything his rookie season. Mm-hmm. 
Fumble I don't think it's because he's bad. Yeah. I think it's because ETN's been that good, and it just hasn't worked out. But like we've seen with so many other teams and so many other players, he's one play away from all of a sudden he's going to get 15 to 20 touches a game and hold on to those guys or or even buy low because if I've learned anything, you 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 have your you know in a super flex league you want your your quarterbacks to be set, you want stud wide receivers as many as you can get because they're going to give you you know good output and they're going to stay healthy more frequently than running backs. And then just a glut of running backs and just, you know, if, if they're not playing, wait, because eventually mm-hmm. they will. I mean, all of a sudden now Ty Chandler is a starting running back at Minnesota. And when he came in last week, he looked good. I mean, he looked he looked fast. He And, and of course, when you're replacing Alexander Madison, you're going to look <laughs> fast. I would look fast. But it's 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 just proves that there's there's so much opportunity in the NFL because they just get hurt all the time. So I, I would rather from a Debbie perspective in, you know, invest in these wide receivers or, or that top tight end, if you can get Bowers or the top quarterback prospects. And just, if I can sell off my, my Debbie running backs and get something to help me now, I'm going to do that in, in all my leagues. Yeah. There's, you mentioned the 2024 running back class. There's a couple guys that I like that I think are so cheap right now that I would, I would hold or even consider buying. That's Bucky Irving, it's Devin Neal, it's Marshawn Lloyd, and probably Blake Corum as well. I'd throw into that mix who we, who we already talked about. And then obviously my RB1 is, is Travion Henderson, and that's probably my top five right now in the class. Um, people might be screaming at their at their podcast right now, like what about Braylon Allen and Raheem Sanders? Those guys would probably be prime in your in your sell-high candidates along with well, Benson. You're not selling high on, on Raheem Sanders. Well, anymore. that's right. That we that ship that ship sailed before the season started. But you could definitely sell high on Braylon Allen, and that maybe that should have been my guy. Because, yeah, hundred percent, I would do that. Yeah, I know you and I are in lockstep on that one. I'm still really curious what you could get for Raheem Sanders. I mean, do people still view him as like a top three running back no. in this class? Do they still view him above a guy like a Devin Neal? Or I don't know. Like, I, mean, I don't, but. I've Sometimes got him in a league. Hard, I had a hard time changing their priors on a guy. Right. Like I got a couple, I got a couple shares in Debbie leagues. I should, I should start throwing them out there to see. Yeah. Just see, see what, what you I can get. get. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, um, next question. What are your thoughts so far on the 2026 quarterback class? We got more Arnold, Nico, et cetera. They all had a ton of hype. Of course, Malachi Nelson hasn't played for obvious reasons. You know, where, where do you stand on the, on that quarterback class coming in? Not next spring, but a uh, couple of couple of springs away. Yeah. So this was an interesting question because it's what are your thoughts so far on the 2026 quarterback class? And really, the only one of these guys we've even seen on the field is Dante Moore. Um, I think we've seen a couple of like garbage time drives for for Jackson Arnold um, and a few of those for Nico, but not enough to really draw any conclusions from. Uh, so I think for most of these guys, whatever your opinion was of them coming into the year should still be your opinion of them. Uh, the only exception maybe is a guy like Arch Manning, uh, because now there's a lot of rumors about Quinn Ewers coming back. And if he comes back, what does that do to Arch Manning? Does he have to transfer somewhere? Will he land on his feet? So it adds a little bit of uncertainty to him. 
Uh, and especially, I mean, obviously he was third string this year, didn't get a chance even when Ewers got hurt. So I could see, if you really believe in Arch Manning, I could see him being a potential buy low candidate. If you um, are starting to have some concerns, I would understand that. Um, so he's the only one whose value, I think, maybe has changed, even though he hasn't gotten on the field, is, is probably Arch Manning. But otherwise, these guys have all pretty much stayed where I had them. <clears throat> and we've talked a lot about Dante Moore, so we don't need to beat that. I think you and I both still believe in him, even though he's had some lumps this year. And it Chip Kelly, rumors are Chip Kelly's getting fired, so it'll be interesting to see, does Dante Moore stay at UCLA? Does he transfer? Um. So I still I feel very similarly to the class that I always have, but uh, I don't think we've really seen enough to change any opinions. Yeah, the the one guy I wanted to mention because he's deeper and he's uber athletic, and that's Lenora Sellers at South Carolina. I think mm. he got in in one game and and showed off some of that athleticism and, and that cannon for an arm. He's six three, two forty five, big guy. So. He's he's a name to remember, Lenora Sellers, South Carolina. Again, this is a deep, <laughs> a, d- a deeper league, right? If you've got a, mm-hmm. a shallow league where you're only doing like, you know, two to three rounds of Debbie a year, then he's he's probably not someone you're gonna you're gonna target. But that's a good deep, shout out, though. I think he'll be the starter next year. So when Rattler's gone, I think he'll be the starter. So I like, yeah, I like that. All right, where are we at? Let's do one trade. I'm gonna pick out one here. And I think it's going to be, I'll just go with the first one. It's kind of an interesting one. 10 team super flex Jalen Waddle on one side, Christian Kirk and a 25 first round pick. Uh, in trades like these, I tend to want the stud in Jalen Waddle, especially in a 10 team league. Like you just need to be top heavy and you need to be, um, you need to have your stars on your team. Um, because everybody's stacked, and so you got to have difference makers. And so, especially in a 10-team league, I just don't like to take one big piece and trade it for two smaller pieces like this. Um, now, obviously, we don't know where the 25 first will land. We also don't feel great about the 2025 draft class. And if it's a Debbie trade, then you're looking at that pick being depleted. So I, I lean pretty heavily towards the Waddle side there. What, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, even if it's not Debbie depleted, I don't think it is. They, they normally would specify that if it was. I'm still on the Jalen Waddle side. I I like Christian Kirk. I he's he's very underrated and he's the number one guy in in Jacksonville. But but Jalen Waddle is still an elite talent, and I I think that's the yeah definitely the one I'm going with. I'm gonna get one more in because this is the one I I want your opinion on. Twelve team Superflex, Bryce Young or Kirk Cousins in a 24 second. Um, I'll take Bryce Young. I, I think from an age standpoint, from a coming off an Achilles tear standpoint, from a not knowing what team he'll be on standpoint, although I'd almost rather not know what team he'll be on than know that he's going to be on the Panthers. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Bryce Young, there, his value has dropped, but that's kind of dirt cheap, I think. I, I would just still keep Bryce Young at that price. Yeah, the 
the offense is really bad. His best weapon is a 32 year old wide receiver. It's it's slim pickings in Carolina, and unfortunately for them, they don't have a first round pick to add a top wide receiver talent. But the, you know, it's a deep year; they can add someone later and hopefully free agency. But I think I'm still I'm still on the Bryce Young side, but it it's closer than people think. I did want to bring it up too because I know the dynasty guys talked about Kirk Cousins because they talked about free agents next year, and mm-hmm. as a as a Vikings fan. I wanted to let people know that I still think there's a pretty good chance he comes back despite mm-hmm. the Achilles. You know, it's not like he's got a lot of scrambling and running that he's losing. Right. If he's, you know, he, which he is why really some be... people are saying Josh Dobbs is better for them. Well, he, yeah, he, you know, he, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to lose. You can't, he's already a pretty much a statue back there. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. It's, it's the thing where if, if you, if you kind of read between the lines and believe all the reports and blah, 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 he loves it here. Like he wants to live here. He wants to stay here. wants to retire a Viking. I'm, I believe all that. And it's, it's just a matter of whether the Vikings say, yep, we want to extend him and, and be set at quarterback with, with someone that we know is good and knows the offense and, and works really well with coach O'Connell. And can they, can they come to a number that, they can agree upon as far as salary, you know, who knows what that's going to be. But I, I don't, I don't think that people are, should assume that he's gone just because they didn't extend him already. The mm-hmm. the new general manager, uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, he wanted flexibility and he inherited a team that had horrible cap situation, a horrible defense. And so he's finally gotten out of that. And I think, I, th- I still think there's a chance, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Dobbs the rest of the season. I mean, it is fun to watch a quarterback that can move. I I will not, mm-hmm. I will not <laughs> say otherwise. But you know that there there's still a pretty significant gap in my opinion between the the ability to to read the defense and and hit you know hits you know, hit small windows, make all mm-hmm. the throws between Cousins and and Dobbs at this point. But yeah, you never know. You know. Yeah, but I, I happen, will right? say if this is Bryce Young prices right now, like I think I'm buying Bryce Young like I the upside might not be what we want it to be but I think he's got a long career as a starter ahead of him in the NFL and and starting for your super flex leagues and I think there are better days ahead so I mean this is like a dirt cheap way to go I mean like if I don't know how many leagues this is his price tag uh if I had Bryce Young I would not sell him for this but this tells me that maybe I should go put in some offers um, to buy low on Bryce Young. And then real quick, one last note on the Jalen Waddle trade. I looked it up while we were talking um, because I haven't paid much attention. Honestly, this year I don't have very many Jalen Waddle shares. Um, he's actually the wide receiver 32 on the year. He's not having a very good year. And Christian Kirk is the wide receiver 19 in PPR. So actually, Kirk is having a significantly better season than Waddle is right now, which is probably why somebody would consider this trade. They're like, maybe it's a contender, and they're like, hey, I can actually get somebody who's producing, and I feel better about putting him in my lineup and get a first on top of it. So maybe we shouldn't have written that one off as quickly. I still do lean the Waddle side because I think he's just a much more talented player, and he's a much younger player. Um and that's interesting that he's having such a rough year. I, I don't think I fully realized how down he's been. Well, there's this other guy there that's pretty good. This yeah, Terry Hill fella. I mean, he's been, you know, 
every bit the the Ty Freak nickname that that he deserves because God, that yeah. guy is amazing to watch. Just yeah, it, I actually did know that Waddle hasn't been as good as as he's been historically, but I trust the talent and right. I, I think he was wide receiver really well. seven last year, so right. I think that's why I would still lean the Waddle side because you can't be a prisoner of the moment. I mean, he was he was a top top seven wide receiver last season, but it is. I mean, wide receiver thirty one this year. That's not like you don't feel good about putting him in your lineup. Um, he's had two weeks where he's cleared um, wide receiver one numbers. Like he's had a wide receiver thirty one week, a wide receiver forty four week, a wide receiver forty seven week. So he's had a lot of duds, and you are nervous putting Jalen Waddle in your lineup right now. So I get why this trade would would be considered, um, but I think you got to remember the talent, and I would still still lean the Waddle side. But I, I did want to make note of that. So no, that's that's a good that's a good ad. All right, everyone, that's enough for this show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have not already, do us a favor and leave a five star review on whichever podcast app you are using. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss any of the RBB action. I'm not sure what the plan is for next week, but by the t- if we do record and publish on our usual Friday morning, that means that's the day after Thanksgiving. So everyone enjoy a wonderful weekend of football, as always, and have a very happy Thanksgiving. And I will extend that to you as well, Matt. I hope you and your family have an awesome Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Eat lots of food. We'll see you when we see you, probably after Thanksgiving. but. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. All right, man. Take care, everyone. Thanks again for listening.